Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome back to another episode of the War Room Podcast. This is Big E, and we are finally visual. What's up, T Cop? How you doing? Visual, Big E. What's going on? Uh, well, you know, and, and the thing is, this is what we're doing for now. We're going to update it. We're going to get a little yep. bit better and better and better as we go. You know, small baby steps is what we're going for. But <laughs> before we jump into it, let's talk about our people that bet online. You know, football might be over this season, but basketball is in full steam for both pro and college hoops. From all the latest odds, totals, player performance props to where the next fired coach is going to land, BetOnline is the number one spot for all sports betting needs. Head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use promo code BELIEVE to get started. So, Super Bowl weekend, T. Yep. Here's one of my issues. Okay. End of football (laughs) season. And it's one of the worst times of the year. What we got to get? We get the good second half of basketball season. Mm-hmm. Um, what? A, what? A, I, think I, mean, got a, I think they got a they got a new league coming out. I think it's called USFL or something like that. Yeah, they bring it out. I think it's what headed by the Rock, if I'm not mistaken. I believe. So it's either I think it's the Rock or Fox Sports. One of them. I'm not sure. I know Fox Sports is going to be shown on Fox Sports, from my understanding. Okay. Okay. Well, we'll see how that goes, but. Every other time they've tried to get another up and start league, it never really works. So hopefully they can think, get this thing off the ground. I think you gotta have you gotta have the NFL part of that league. Remember with NFL Europe, mm-hmm. the NFL was a part of it. That's why it lasted so long. Right. I think any any other league that try to comes try to come in, it's gonna be tough to last if you don't have that brand, that NFL brand behind you. I actually believe that the, the NFL Europe thing, I believe it's going to make a comeback because, you know, they're playing a couple of games in Europe this, this uh, 2022 season. But before we get to that, let's talk about the big game over the weekend. Okay. You had Super Bowl. You had the Rams beating the Bengals 23-20 and a comeback effort. I just want to hear what your first thoughts are. Just whatever comes to mind from that game, please talk to me, brother. Man, my first thoughts on the Big E was it was a good game. But it wasn't entertaining. What? <laughs> I felt like I didn't feel like it was entertaining. I felt like it was a good game, though. It was a good game. I'm not knocking like the spirit of the game. It was a real good game. But it just wasn't entertaining, especially once Odell went down. When Man, my Odell feelings was hurt when Odell went down. I started. I, I turned. I turned the TV off for a second. I'm telling you. But so, but it's not like Odell made. He made the game, but it just wasn't entertaining. It went by fast. Mm-hmm. But I still enjoyed it, but it just wasn't entertaining. At least it wasn't a blowout victory to where the game was over. Like, we actually had to watch the entire second half of the game. You know what I mean? So I I appreciate that. You know, uh, looking at some of the numbers, when we talk about that quarterback comparison, like, I know we spoke on Matthew Stafford possibly being the guy that caused the Rams to lose. And when he threw that first Mm -hmm. interception, I was like, oh, here you go. (laughs) Like, here you go. Like, it's, it's on the way. Then he threw the second one. I was like, yeah, this is going to happen. This is yeah. Matthew Stafford for you. But he was 26 for 40, 283 yards, three touchdowns, two interceptions. So the two interceptions is something like we probably thought he was going to do. You know, mm-hmm. uh, luckily, they were able to outlast that. They, they survived those turnovers. And, and that doesn't happen often, you know. Then you had Cooper Cup. He was right underneath 100 yards receiving. If I'm not mistaken, two touchdowns. Odell had one touchdown before he got hurt in the second quarter. And uh, mm-hmm. uh, prayers to him, hoping that uh, everything goes well with him and his recovery efforts. I think they're fearing that he tore his ACL again in that same knee that he hurt the previous year. Um, That's tough. I mean, it's tough, tough, man. And, and I really and truly felt like he was going to do something special. Like, just he had the burst. He had all of that. Like, when he caught those first two passes, man, it was exciting to see. And I was just like, man, he's about to have a day. Like, I felt exactly. like he was going to take the shine off Cooper Cup. But obviously he went down and uh, they definitely moving forward. They're going to have to work on their number three and four receiver because at number 18, it needed for the Rams. That's the fancy or I can't even say his name. It, 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 he's just not an Odell Beckham. So, but uh, I hope he gets thing, back from that. The crazy thing about it is 
the Rams are in a tough spot. They gotta. I, they may have to draft some receivers like high with some high first round picks or second pick, second round picks because at the end of the day, um, Woods got hurt during mm-hmm. the season. He yep. tore his ACL, so he's you don't know how he's coming back. And then Odell tore his ACL the last game of the season, so you don't know how either one of these receivers going to come back next year. And so you really can't count on them to be the way they were before they got hurt, right. especially. Right especially with the season about to roll back around, you know, so they, they got some decisions to make when it comes to their organization and which way they can go with their receiving core. I think they'll probably get big in free agency before drafting. I mean, I believe Odell shows that he has the potential to bounce back from the ACL. I mean, mm-hmm. he played this whole season afterwards and obviously he got hurt in his last game, which is bad timing. Of course, it's going to mess up the, the paycheck. I'm sure he's not going to get a contract like he want. So that actually helps the Rams out with keeping him if they're willing to pay him enough to sit out for probably the majority of the year, if not the entire season next year. Um, Hopefully he doesn't have to do that, but you never know. Then speaking of Joe Burrow and the Bengals, I don't know how they don't win a game with, they didn't throw any interceptions. They got two takeaways, but we first half, the offensive line held held their own. Mm Mm-hmm. But as the game was going, I was like, it's a tell of two halves, man. And the way the defensive line turned it up a notch that second half, they got to him. I know at one point in time, it was like first half, one sack, second half, four in the third quarter. You know what I mean? So yeah. it was like those guys turned it up a whole nother level, and they finished the game. The Rams finished the game. And the mm-hmm. Bengals were just kind of holding on. They just didn't have enough power. And I think that comes from a veteran-led Rams team where they were able to survive that game and, and win the game at the end. Burrow was 22 for 33, 263 and a touchdown. Mixon had 15 yards, 72 yards rushing. He didn't score. I know you had picked him to be the MVP, possibly. Higgins had 100 yards receiving. Chase was right underneath 100. You said uh, Mixon was going to be the MVP, possibly. No, I didn't. Uh, You better go back and listen to the last episode. You said it, brother. You said it because in my mind, I said, what the? And I ain't going to say that language, but I literally was like, really? Rushing the tail. Huh? Nah, I didn't. Nah, I didn't feel like they go, they was gonna be able to run the ball versus the Rams. The Rams mm-hmm. line is crazy. Well, maybe you said Mixon was gonna be a big part of it or something. I don't know, but you mentioned Mixon uh, <laughs> about him having either. a good part of this game, and clearly he didn't. But you know, the receivers Higgins had two touchdowns. You know, um, that boy's gonna require a paycheck down the road too. And the good thing for them, they're still young at receiver. Their best two receivers are still young guys. Obviously, the quarterback's young. Um, mm-hmm. They got to figure out something on that offensive line moving into the offseason. Um, it sucks that they lost with them having a former pirate with Deontay Smith on their team. I was would have loved yep. to see him win a Super Bowl, but still glad he got that experience. And, you know, and something I wanted to ask you, since you had a long uh, stint in the NFL, what is it? And I know you didn't get a chance to play in one, I don't believe, or I know you didn't win one, but I don't, mm-hmm. did you get to play in one? No. No, so like as far as the mentality is for the players, as you guys get further in your careers, how big is it for y'all to get to a Super Bowl? Like, is it like in the back of your mind, like you gotta have it? Man, that is the reason why you play. You know, of course, I mean, of course, the financially is great, but you want to win a Super Bowl. That is the ultimate goal. And if you're not on the team and and your goal is not doing the Super Bowl, you don't need to be in the league because that is. To me, that is what keeps you driving. That's what keeps you motivated. So everybody want to win a Super Bowl. And if I'm, and with me, like I was a team captain for two years. So mm-hmm. if I know, so anybody on that team that's not focused on the Super Bowl, they need they're on the wrong team. They need to go somewhere else. But that's with any team, you know. Right. So the goal is always win the Super Bowl. It's never you're gonna get paid. It's never about oh I'm trying to make this bread, which at the end of the day, you're going to make the bread if you're successful, especially mm-hmm. if you're doing your job. You'll get that. And I understand when you first come in the league, some people may think that oh, I'm about to get paid. But at the end of the day, it's all about wins. And if you're stacking wins, you got a great opportunity to get to the Super Bowl and win the Super Bowl. And that is the goal. I can imagine that. I know when I was with the Panthers, I, I actually went and asked a few players like how important it was for them to win or lose. And I'm not going to call them out, but some of them really didn't care too much. And that oh, obviously spoke on the Panthers' success at that time, you know. Exactly. And these were starters. That's what the Panthers like they are now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And these were starters for sure. And it was just like, man, 
I felt like the most motivated guy that I spoke to was Jordan Gross, the offensive tackle, and the kicker. And at the time, I think he was in his 20th year. I think it was a John, it was a Casey. I can't remember his name, but older kicker. But those are the only two motivated people. I'm just like, man, if the left tackle and the kicker are the only ones that seem to take this thing serious, it ain't looking good over here, you know? So, yeah. But uh, that's interesting. I appreciate you sharing that, man. But as far as the game, I want you to kind of get into it a little bit. What did you see? What could the Bengals have done differently to win? Oh, man. The Bengals could have protected Joe Burrow a lot more. Uh, they did a good – like I said, offensively, they didn't do bad. I mean, mm -hmm. of course, they didn't get over 100 yards rushing. But offensively, they, they really didn't do that bad. i tell you one thing I did see. That kid, Jamar Chase, is the real deal. That, yeah. That's what I, I did see that. He's the real deal. Uh, I think they, they did a great job of picking their – or picking their battles with Ramsey because Ramsey had two big, uh, big passes caught on him. One of them was for, was it for a touchdown, if I'm not mistaken? A 75 yard touchdown, I believe, but it was OPI. Let's be honest. It was offensive passing. That don't matter, but that don't matter. If the referee Come don't on. call it, it ain't nothing. You're saying that because you're a receiver, bro. I mean, you know that that was me, offensive passing experience. Let me ask you this. When you play offensive line, how many times are you holding that game? <laughs> Only when they every call. snap. No, nah, only every when they snap. only if it's called is holding, brother. Exactly. So the only if it's called is the pass interference. Yeah, you're right. You're right. It. You know, so at the end of the day, that still goes on Ramsey resume that he got beat for what 75 yards. This is uh, true. And you know, so they did a great job of picking their battles with Ramsey. But like you said it earlier in the in the comments that you were saying how the Rams they just finished the game. Mm -hmm. They finished it. And, and that was, to me, that was the biggest difference. The Rams knew how to finish. And we kind of hit on that. The Rams had a lot of star power behind them, guys that had been in the league for a while, that know how to win, different things like that. So, you know, they showed up when they needed to show up. And I, I felt like the breakdown, I felt like I saw a breakdown of there was 14 players that had been in the Super Bowl at one point in time with the Rams, and it was like two with the Bengals. Wow. So I feel like that probably had something to do with being able to keep the mentality and the morale the right way, uh, mm -hmm. preparing for the game when they had to travel. Well, obviously the Rams didn't have to travel, but as far as practicing and dealing with all the extra uh, extracurricular activities that the Super Bowl comes with, uh, they were able to keep their head. So, I mean, do you think them playing in L.A. had a big uh, – was it like a big assist for the Rams? If you the Rams, you may say that. But if you the Bengals, you like nah, because the Bengals could have won that game. And and at the end of the day, yeah, you got fans there. You got, but the Bengals had fans there as well. And this is the Super Bowl. Yeah. So to me, when you get to the Super Bowl, it don't matter where you playing at. You know, it's the Super Bowl. So to me, I I just don't feel like it was an edge. I just feel like the Rams, not the Rams. I just feel like the Bengals are a young team. I think. By them getting to the Super Bowl this early in some of them guys' young career, Correct. the only, only thing it's going to do is propel them to get to some more, and it's going to it's going to boost their confidence. Because look, dang, look, we got this thing special. Jamar Chase, um, the, Joe Burrow, he got there in his second year. Jamar mm -hmm. Chase got there in his first year. These guys are accustomed to winning, so all it's going to do is boost their confidence when it comes to the off season. Oh, they all going to be focused. They're trying to get back to it because they know they got an opportunity to make a run for it a few times. Oh, they're they, they going to have to dig deep in that free agency bag, man, to get some offensive linemen. They're going to have to shore up that guard position. Uh, not sitting here saying, and I hate to beat up on offensive linemen, but it, it just didn't pan out. And it was kind of something that's been all season. It's not like they had one bad game here and there. I mean, he, this is the first time that a uh, quarterback that led the league and being sacked made it to the Super Bowl. So, um, that was over 50-something sacks over the course of the year. They were close to 60 after this game in the playoffs. Like, that's ridiculous, you know? Uh, yeah. You know? Uh, he, but He may not you know, last long. <laughs> they better put some duct tape on Joe, you know? And they're going to have to protect him, man, because he is their future. Uh, he's going to be – I feel like he's going to be one of the best quarterbacks for the next 10 years for sure. He's going to be I in agree. the top. And then obviously that whole talent pool at quarterback is loaded. I mean, when you sit here and say – Matthew Stafford is the old head, uh, you know, now with uh, uh, Tom Brady retiring, you have Aaron Rodgers, you have Stafford as starters that are relatively kind of old, if you want to call it. I mean, yeah, Russell Wilson falls right behind them. I mean, 
it's a young quarterback league right now. So we're going we're gonna to see how it goes and who's going to be the best, you know. But let's talk about what the non-football fans that watched the Super Bowl watched the Super Bowl for. Was there any commercials that stood out to you? You know what? It didn't because I can't remember. Well, you got a point. Yeah, it you didn't because I didn't remember. But I, it was one commercial I was looking at. I don't remember what it was, but I was like, okay, I forgot about the NFL commercials, the Super Bowl commercials. Yeah. But I don't remember what it was. So I guess nothing really stood out because I don't really remember. Yeah, I understand that you? completely. I understand that completely. There was nothing really that stood out to me. I felt like uh, Doritos had a solid one in the beginning. You know, they had a real solid one. It was kind of funny. It was a good commercial. But outside of that, moving to the halftime show, I want to hear what you thought. Me personally, I felt like it was the best halftime show I've ever seen. But yes, I want to see what you got. I agree. I feel like it was the best halftime show that I've seen. Uh, I think they had some some amazing talents that mm-hmm. was out there that was singing with your Mary J. Blige, M, uh, 50, Everybody getting on 50 because it's his shape now. <laughs> you got 50, you got Kendrick Lamar, you yeah. got Dr. Dre. I really felt like, you know, because all these artists you got Mary J. Blige, all these artists are people that Dr. Dre put on. Mm-hmm. You know, so I felt like, man, where the game at? I said the same thing. Where I was like, where's at? the game? I was really, I was trying to figure that out. Where is he at? Exactly. But to me, I love the halftime show. I love the vibes of it. The only thing I have that I can criticize them about is the way the stage was set up. So when they're performing, the backside of the of the stage, mm-hmm. they can't see what's going on in the front. Well, that's that's everywhere though. They can only really show it from one side. Somebody's always going to get the back view. That that's true though. But at least you're getting the back view. Like when they wasn't on top of the house and they was at the like at right. level, You're you right. can't see nothing. You can't well, see anything. Well, they do have that. I don't know if you've seen the stadium, but inside of it, they have that screen that's actually bigger than the Cowboys screen. It goes in a circle all the way around the, the whole stadium. Um, so you're still going to be able to see it. I mean, imagine you're looking up, but I don't know. I had a friend of mine who was actually at, that, at the Super Bowl, and uh-huh. I was able to see his videos that he was posting uh, and where he was sitting at, you you couldn't see it if you you had to look at the screen. But that's what I'm saying. So basically, you know how much it costs to go to these Super Bowls, and a lot of times people go, okay, of course for the game and the Super, but the halftime show, they might as well sit on the couch with me and watched it. If you can't see the real thing, <laughs> bro, if these people that afforded to buy this ticket to this game, <laughs> I'm pretty sure they go to concerts whenever they want to because. I don't know about you, but I ain't spending six nor seven thousand dollars, if not even a thousand dollars for a ticket. Not happening. No. I don't you know, know I, mean, I, like- I, I consider I could spend a rack. I would spend a rack on it, but <sighs> I wouldn't go over fifteen hundred. Where you sitting at? Man, just get me in the dough. I'd rather just get to the city. <laughs> Let's just get you know, to the city. Let me get to the city and enjoy all the festivities, man. I mean, ideally, I mean. I went when uh, Jay Ross was playing with the Packers. Uh, mm-hmm. I went when they played the Steelers in Dallas. But gotcha. we ended up, he was, he had an opportunity. He had some tickets for me and Tory Morris. He had tickets for mm-hmm. us, but we actually told him to sell them because somebody was offering him a ridiculous amount of money. We was like, you yeah. know what? We don't need to go in. We're just going to go chill and watch it at a bar. And Vontae Leach was throwing a party uh, in Dallas. So we was just like, we're just going to go to the bar. Sell those tickets and you pay for everything for the rest of the night. That's how we looked at it, you know. And then luckily enough, they was able to win. And he was calling me. He was like, Biggie, go pick up a Hummer and meet me at the hotel. So we went and got a stretch Hummer and met him at the hotel and picked up the whole defensive line. So uh, that's crazy. It worked out good for us, you know. But uh, I, I, I told myself, I told myself I was never going to the Super Bowl unless I was playing in it. So that's my reason for never going. I never got a chance to play in it. So All right, well, let's just go to the city then. Definitely. Yeah, let's go to a city. In the future, if they have it in a warm weather state, me and you, let's take that trip, get the guys together, and uh, mm-hmm. make that trip. I mean, I think it would be a good time. We'll have a – in remembrance of our buddy Sick, we're going to have a, just a good time. How about that? Sick. Yeah, yeah for definitely. sure. But <laughs> was there anything else that you see 
about the halftime show, like me personally, I felt like everybody in our age group had to vibe with that. You know, you're talking Eminem. I mean, that's senior year high school for me when they song Eminem, the, the, you know, the number one, whatever. How, I don't even know the name of the song. I just know how it go. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. mom's spaghetti, vomit on your sweat I, I already, all of that. Like, I was just like, <laughs> this took me right back to being 17 years old. You know, so going back to that and, and the songs that Dre did, like, probably a little inappropriate, but I was really hoping that Gin and Juice was played. <laughs> but yeah. it is what it is. You know, uh, I, I enjoyed it. My biggest fault I had was when people dancing on them 60s and parlors in front of the building. That tore my nerves up I'm on top of the hoods. <laughs> I ain't with that. Ain't no way. <laughs> Mess up those classics. But, you know, nonetheless, um, it was a great playoffs. And I honestly feel like the entire postseason this year might have been the best playoffs that I've seen since being a football fan, since being able to watch it. How do you feel about it? How many, how many postseason games? I mean, you don't have to look it up, but I'm just saying, but how many postseason games was by three points or less? About about three points. Yeah, like overtime. the majority of them was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, so I agree with you. This is definitely one of the best postseasons. Truthfully, one of the best seasons that yes. the NFL had, because you just you just never knew who was gonna come out on top. Mm-hmm. You know, I agree. And I could be competing with three little, yeah. I could be wrong, but I feel like the last three to four games the Rams played at their home stadium was 23 to 20 or 27, 24, something like that. It was a three point victory. I want to go back and look at it and I didn't pay attention to it, but I know the game I went to, they lost to the 49ers by three and they beat the 49ers by three and they just won the Super Bowl by three. So uh, it's a right. Definitely a competitive season on all in all. We were actually lucky as fans to be blessed with such a wonderful season, a competitive football season, especially coming off that COVID year where uh, football just didn't seem right, you know. Um, But now it's time to jump into the basketball play, well, the second half of the basketball season, and we'll see how that goes. I don't know how many people are big basketball fans, but I know me and you talked about that we're going to be addressing some uh, daily – some some daily reality um, topics and subjects that we're going to be discussing. So we're not just going to be honing in on sports. We're going to be stretching this thing out, talking about some things that everybody deals with on a daily basis. But as far as moving into the NBA, I mean, what's the deal with the Lakers? Uh, the Lakers done this year. They're done. I think. I think LeBron James. I'm gonna say LeBron. Cause I think he make all the decisions when it comes to that roster. <laughs> but I'm just he may he might not, but this is just my this is what I think. I think LeBron did a great job of getting a lot of big time names in. Mm-hmm. And when I say that, I'm talking like Carmelo. You have Bradley that came in. You had Westbrook. Uh, you got AD. You got. You got a few more people on that roster that mm-hmm. is kind of like they're older, but they, they had household good. names at one point in time. Exactly. But the only thing about it is it's a get young league and them young boys out there running to death. You know, <laughs> none of those guys are in their prime now. So, I mean, the West, Westbrook's not in his prime anymore. AD, <laughs> I mean, AD just, he, he, hey, to me, AD would never take that next step. I don't think he has that dog mentality to take that next step. He stays you know, hurt too else. much. That's true. He's rehabbing more than he practicing during that the season. That's true, I agree with that. You know, what about the moves the Brooklyn Nets made with trading Harden for Ben Simmons? I think it was a great move. I think I think Ben Simmons, he's not a shooter, so he don't really have to shoot. He just need to be the point guard and distribute the ball the way he want to do anyway. Mm-hmm. Lockdown defender. Uh, when it comes to, and then I love the fact they picked up Seth Curry. I'm yes. more excited about the Seth Curry trade than about the Ben Simmons trade. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, but I appreciate uh, how they maneuvered it, but I think I also feel like Philadelphia got a big pickup as well, but I just want to see how how Embiid plays with Harden, because Embiid is, right now, he's having an MVP season right now. Oh, yeah, and for I'm sure. He's front runner, back. without a doubt. Without a yeah. doubt, he's a front runner. So I'm trying to figure out how does how does James Harding 
plays with him when MB needs the ball. You know, he's not just a go to the cup, locked up type guy. You know, he yeah. needs some ISOs and different things like that. So I'm anxious to see how Harden adjusts to that. Yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see. Um, I mean, and I feel like the the East and the West, there's so much talent on both sides of the league that it, it, you know, it's a toss-up to see how it's going to finish at the end of the season. I mean, we got to still got to respect Giannis and his crew. You know, they're still around. And then you have those teams that just don't ever just quite get over. I mean, Utah should be decent. Then you have, you know, John Morant over there. And then that kid is one of my favorite people to watch, you know. Um, so you, you you have it wide open. We'll see how it pans out after the uh, all-star break and everything. But we got to see if we can get it down to one of them Hornets games. How do you feel about uh, LaMelo Ball? Because I'm sure he surprised a lot of people of his success over the past year and this year so far. You know, I didn't know he was going to be that good. I mean, I know he did his thing when he was overseas mm-hmm. and he was, he was killing it overseas, but I didn't, I didn't think, cause he's the youngest out of the three, right? Yep. I didn't think he was going to come into the league and really be a superstar. Right. Which, I mean, he's right here in Charlotte or he's right in Charlotte. So, I mean, I'm thankful that he's doing well, but I didn't see it coming. I didn't Were you a Hornets fan growing up? I, was I hard? I, I was a Chicago Bulls fan. Everybody had to be, right? <laughs> yeah, but but I did like uh, I did like Grandma Ma. You had to. That's inevitable. Larry yeah. Johnson. Yeah, him and Muggsy exactly. Bones back like in the him, day. You had to be a fan of that. <laughs> you know, but let's jump into man. We're gonna just you know get to our question of the day. Okay. Uh, but before we get to the question today, it's brought to us today by NordVPN. Um, what's more important than a peace of mind? Nothing. And that's the, what the NordVPN is here for, to give you peace of mind while you're online with all of the threats that you face today on the internet. It's more important than ever to be sure that you have the best VPN you can get. So grab your exclusive NordVPN deal by going to nordvpn.com believe or use the code believe, that's B-L-E-A-V, to get the 70% off your NordVPN plan plus one additional month for free. Uh, it's also risk-free and Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. So you're getting a big time discount to protect all your personal information and all mm-hmm. the things that you're searching on the web. And the way people still in these days, <laughs> you better protect yourself. But let's get to these questions, T. They are for you today, my brother. They are for okay. you. So the first one is, um, does playing a sport or watching sports help manage stress or does it cause stress? Ah, okay, repeat it again. Does playing a sport or watching mm-hmm. a sport help manage stress or does it cause stress? Both. <laughs> and exactly what Both. I was going to say. <laughs> it's, Elaborate it's a little bit. Elaborate a little bit. The reason why I say both is because it is a stress reliever. Because when you're playing whatever sport you're playing, whether it's basketball or you're watching it or you're playing it, whether it's basketball, whether it's football, whether it's baseball, hockey, whatever it is, when you're watching that game or actually playing that game, you have no cares of the world. Nothing else matters, you know, but what you're doing right then. But on the flip side of that, it's stressful when you're playing these sports, (laughs) especially now, I'm not talking about Little League or anything like that, but once you get to college and Lord knows pros, it's mm-hmm. stressful because there's no job security. You got to be on your game every day. Practice, you got to take practice just as serious as the game. Yeah. Uh, so there's really no time for you to just, you can kind of just relax and go through the motions. You're not able to do that because you constantly have scouts. At, so at training camp, you got scouts, your own scouts are scouting you to see if another team that may be releasing somebody is better than you and what they'll do is they'll release you, pick them up, and bring them back, bring them back. So they they you're always being evaluated. No matter what's going on, you're always being evaluated. And that is that's stressful because you have no room for error. You don't have a lot of room for error, put it that way. And my training camp, my one and only training camp that I participated in, I was so happy to get a two-day break and come back to Beach <laughs> Street in Greenville, North Carolina for a couple of days. <laughs> Like, I bust in the apartment, man. I had to hug my boys. I was like, man, I'm so glad to see y'all. Like, 
I mean, because you don't know. Like, there's no way to tell if this person's on your side. Do they want to keep you? Are they lying to you? I'm friends with this dude. We're going to hang out and go get something to eat. But he's competing for the same thing I'm competing for. But you have to have somebody to be friends with. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Like, yep. like I mean, when I was in Charlotte, I hung out with uh, Ryan Khalil, who was their second. It was the second round, first pick in the second round or something like that. So he was going to make the team. Like, he's the, then he played to be the center for them for the next 12, 13, 14 seasons. You know what I mean? All pro and all of that. So we go out to eat. And he hadn't got his money yet. Well, I got mine because it was a little piece compared to what he got, you know? Yeah. So I'm paying for something to eat here and there. He didn't get his car shipped in from California. He went to Southern Cal. So I'm just chilling. I mean, we're going to get, we're going to get like Wendy's and stuff like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> and it, it, this is just a funny story. So he finally gets some money. You know, he's telling me, he's, we go look at his place. He get in a place in a high rise. He's like, yeah, man, it cost me five twenty five to buy it. And, you know, I'm saying like, hey, all right. You know, yeah. I just bought my girlfriend a Range Rover and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, cool. We yeah. go to Ruth's Tris, first time going. Uh, I'm like, mm -hmm. I got it. He was like, no, nah, I get it this time. I was like, no, nah, I got it. Man, if that wasn't the moment, I wish I would have told him he could have it, like, for sure. I was just like, that bill was real compared to what, and he should have paid for it, for sure. But, uh, you know, me and him still laugh about that to this day. So, luckily, he was a solid dude. But, Football is definitely stressful. Without a doubt, it's stressful. Uh, but at the same time, the reward is worth all of the stress. Yeah. I would say the reward is worth all of the yeah. stress. I mean, because there's a lot of us right now. We do not want to do winter conditioning again in college. We don't want to run a stadium for real, for real. But if we can get back on that field or in the locker room, per se, with our boys and, and kick it and hang out, we would all do it all over again, without a doubt. You know, but. Second Man, part of the question the for box. you, T, is That's is, a, <laughs> is a cheering crowd more encouraging or distracting for the athlete? I think Both. I know what you're going to say. What do you say? Both. It Both? all depends on, I said both. It, it all depends on what crowd is cheering, what crowd is, I mean, it depends. If, if you, the home team and the crowd is cheering, guess what? That's encouraging. Right. But if you're away, and the crowd is cheering. Guess what? That lets you know something going wrong. Something you know, ain't right. Something going wrong. So <laughs> something, ain't, something right. ain't right. <laughs> something ain't right. So I tell you a good example. When I was in, I don't know if I was in Kansas. I was somewhere, and we was playing the Patriots. The Patriots and the Steelers. You know, and you see all the time when you watching Tom Brady play on TV and stuff like that, you just see how plays are just always being made. Receivers mm -hmm. always catching the ball. Tom Brady always on it to the right person. And this was him back in his prime. But he would he would make a play, and you got Julian Elderman running punts back on us. All you hear is the crowd just yelling. And soon you hear that crowd yelling, you know something bad happening. And you could be on the other side of the field, and you just hear the crowd, so you already know you might as well turn and get in a pursuit angle <laughs> and yeah. start going across the field. But it's it's stuff like that, man. Then when you go to the Steelers, they got all these horns and they start waving them yellow towels, you know. So it just gets crazy, bro. When especially when when you're away and the crowd start getting loud, it really starts to deflate you as a team. You got to have a strong mental to see and to hear this crowd roaring and the the what can I say, the, the emotions of the game, right. uh, the tides are turning, momentum is turning. You've got to have some, a strong personality and some strong will to stay locked into that game and not allow it to get out of hand. Did you play at Seattle, ever go and play in Seattle? My first touchdown from Vinny Testaverde was against Seattle. Was it Seattle. loud like they make it seem like it is, like that 12th man loud. thing? Super loud. Like even at practice, it was like that in Kansas City and in Seattle. They used to always battle back and forth who had the loudest stadium. Mm -hmm. But even in practice, we used to, when we about to play these teams, like we go down to New Orleans or we go into Kansas City or we go into Seattle, the coach, if we practice indoors, the coach will have a big old speaker, like a, just music playing loud as possible so we can get used to going on silent count gotcha. and being able to communicate with each other when it's very crowded, when the noise is, is at its peak. 
So we we actually practice situations like that in the in practice with the music loud, playing all types of stuff, just so we can't hear each other and we got to communicate differently, whether it's signals or whether it's silent count. Is there any college game that you can recall that compares to NFL standing? Because I know Southern Miss was different, West Virginia was different. Mm-hmm. Uh, was it was there any? And I know you spent more time in the league, and that's more recent to you than college is, and you're getting a little old. No offense. Uh, but do you remember <laughs> if there was any college game that the stadium noise? Because I, I mean, personally, I'd rather be in a state, a college atmosphere than the NFL atmosphere as far as going to games. Uh, okay. It just seems like college is a little bit more authentic to me. But was there any stadium volume that seemed to match or exceed the NFL from college? I'm trying to think, man. I don't know. I don't remember. To be honest with you. That's what I thought. (laughs) I didn't think it was. I don't remember. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, man. But, you know, for me, um, I would say I really didn't hear the crowd that much, man. Like, the only time I could say, like, I heard it, heard it. Like, it's not like you hear it specifically. You just, it's just like something's hovering over you. You know what yep. I mean? Like it's just this mm-hmm. something's in the way and you you can't you can't swat it away. You know what I mean? But you can't necessarily hear it. And it's mm-hmm. weird. It's like you feel it more than you hear it. And True. we were in Miami, and this is when they had the old stadium, the 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 hurricanes, and yep. we were stuck in the horseshoe part of the stadium. Mm. And ultimately ended up with a bit, I think it was either a strip sack or it was a safety, because that's we couldn't hear the snap, players was getting off the ball late. Next thing you know, they was on the quarterback head. So, and uh, <laughs> so the sound definitely makes a difference for sure. Um, and sometimes you skill position guys, and I'm putting you in that, even though you were a big skill and you were probably cooler than most of them, but you guys seem to always cause problems with the fans of the opposing team on away what? games. Like in my, from my experience, it was, we went to Louisville, the DBs are dancing on the Cardinal. We lost by 40. Uh, we, we, we went to, you know, uh, to the to Southern right. Miss and they want to dance in front of the other team while they coming out of tunnel. It's like six of them and 80 of them. And I'm just like, what are y'all doing? It's just like these little dudes, y'all were so arrogant and cocky that y'all always brought extra attention that affected everybody other than just yourself. Look, I'm going to tell you something. You can't lump quarterbacks in that you can't lump running backs into that you can't lump receivers into that it's all defensive backs all dbs all dbs (laughs) look they do that they do that to this day even in the league forget college they do the exact same thing in the league dbs are always the ones that's starting something what's wrong with them them, man (laughs) even when it comes down to conditioning they're the ones causing the problems in conditioning they're the one that that might walk off the field in an argument. They're one that's going to start the fight with the receiver. That's true. But when it comes to condition, that's y'all that starts no, stuff. No, just stop. Stop. That's y'all. You got to realize this now. We go first. You know how yeah. we used to break it down in the groups? You yeah. had the linemen, which is offense and defensive line. And you had mm-hmm. the mids, which was what? Fullbacks, tight ends, quarterbacks, linebackers, linebacker. right? Yeah. And then the skills was all receivers, running backs, DBs. For people that know, that's how we broke it down. But if we were running, what you say, 110s, which is the length of the field, linemen mm-hmm. went first, yep. mids went second, and skills went third. And third group always didn't get on the line, false started, <laughs> something like that. So our rep didn't count. The, our rep didn't count, and we had to do it over. And then the skill guys jog all the way down there because they know it ain't going to count. And it took everything we had at 320 pounds to get down there in our time frame. And, and there was a there was a Friday, a Friday morning uh, in the offseason at ECU. We had mm-hmm. six one tens and it was the weekend. We had a three day weekend. Mm-hmm. We ended up running 40. That's crazy. We ran 40 because the skill guys, receivers and DBs. Mm-hmm. Mainly DBs. I remember like yesterday it was Casey Ross, Marquise McQueen, <laughs> and Travis Williams. I remember like yesterday. I'm still F-I. upset. About it. Yeah, I'm still upset. Was F-I, man. Yeah, Mar- Marquise McQueen was F-I. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Look, people but, don't know what that stands for though. Yeah. <laughs> you gonna tell the story? You brought it up. You gonna tell it? So look. So F-I, Marquise, Marquise McQueen, 
You know, I think he's from Florida. He's from Florida, yeah. I think he's from Bradenton or something like that. Yeah, so he just never really cared about what – now, remember, he was fast. He was super fast, fast as all get out. But he never really cared about what was – what the coach is talking about. What it, so that's why we just called him F.I. F.I. State. <laughs> That's what it stood for, effort. And that was, we just called him FI. Cause that's yeah, his F-I, whole F-I, thing. Like when we went through <laughs> when we went through our little initiation thing when we first got there as freshmen, and upperclassmen came over to our dorm room and all of this, that and other. He jumps out the window, runs to the police that's on a bicycle, and he literally is just like I ain't come down here for this. I go back to Florida right now. Like, I don't care. Like, I, I mean, I like football, but I don't like it that much. I go back home. Like, it, I'm just like, really, bro? Like, you just got here on scholarship. F5, bro. He didn't care. And then I remember <laughs> we were in practice. Coach Odin, you remember Coach Odin? He was like the DB coach or something like that. Yeah. Or something. Mm-hmm. And he threw the football, and it hit Marquis. And Marquis picked the ball back up and looked around. And threw the ball when Coach Odin wasn't looking, just like he wasn't, and knocked his glasses off, his hat off, <laughs> hit him right across the face. Man. <laughs> and it's just like he didn't care. He ain't gonna be throwing the ball at me and think I ain't gonna throw it back. It's just, that's just how he was. That's F5, man. F5. He, he he described himself well. Awesome special teams player. Uh, unfortunately, senior year, I think he broke his arm and it kind of messed it up for him. But Great, great guy, good friend, great teammate at that. But, mm-hmm. you know, yep. uh, back to the crowd noise. It definitely is encouraging, and it definitely is distracting at the same time. Yeah, you know, just depending if you're home or away. I mean, just like that story, how you said the woman with the dildo underneath the trench coat. You got some oh, crazy fans goodness. out there, man. I mean, you crazy. had uh, West Virginia, they threw batteries at you. Um, mm-hmm. I know my experience down in uh, Tulsa, I was a player to watch in the game day magazine. They had my mom and my dad's name and, you know, they were just, (laughs) my mom was back in the dorm room and she's waiting for us to get back so we can do X, Y, and Z to your mama. And, you know, your daddy's name, it sounds like a woman, a fat woman at that. Like it was just, (laughs) man, I was just like, come on, man. Like y'all just, and they're yelling your name, and they're literally six feet behind you. You have to hear, you know. That's and uh, there's nothing you can do. There's nothing you can do. Like, I know my one get back that I had, the kid was like, give me something to drink. Like, he was asking for some Gatorade. So I actually walked over there while we was on the sideline, and I poured a Gatorade out on his feet right in front of him. Like, I went to hand it to him, and I poured it out. You know, the uh, next thing I know, I got, like, ten Facebook requests when I get back to Greenville. Uh, friend requests from people from Tulsa. Like, I actually knew him, but they said I was a a trooper for dealing with all of their BS because they was give, they was letting me have it. That's they was letting crazy. me have it, man. But that's crazy. good times. We'll go back and do it all over again. All over again. Yep. Yep. You know, um, you know, speaking of crowd noise, what do you think? Um, LSU has been known to have one of the loudest crowds. Is that yep. something you'd be willing to, I want to go experience it personally. I would, wouldn't mind going down there to the LSU to experience the game. So I don't know, maybe we can make that trip one day, get down to New Orleans you can show me around from your time down there. I'm pretty sure you know some places to go. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, one thing about the LSU uh, crowd, man, from, from my understanding, like I've never been to an LSU game, but I play with a lot of guys from LSU. Mm-hmm. And the first thing they say, they always will, so when you walk in the stadium, all you smell is alcohol. Because <laughs> that's all they do is drink. Like yeah. everybody's drunk at those games. And like, so when you walk in the stadium, you smell alcohol. That's all you smell. Man, it's 100, it loud, 100 plus thousand people. For real. And the only For people real. that ain't drinking is probably the kids. <laughs> that's it. I wouldn't be surprised if they snuck one or two. But exactly. That's it. But you know, um I'm thankful for the football season we had. And unfortunately, like we said, the season's over. Um mm-hmm. a lot of people in college jumping in this transfer portal, moving from here and there. Do you ever foresee it becoming a whole problem? Because I really feel like there was two players that left Oklahoma and went to USC. And pretty much those same positions left USC and went to Oklahoma, kind of like a trade. Then you see people saying, hey, uh, I got a million dollars for you uh, in whatever marketing thing they have for them if you come to this school, um, stuff like that. So how do, you, how do you, like, do you see it becoming an issue? I think it's an issue now. Yeah. It's an issue now. You have so many people in that transfer portal. 
I think it's an issue when it comes to people having some stand power uh, because life is not going to be easy. Right. It's not going to be easy. And just because you don't like something, that don't mean that you can just up and just leave and go somewhere else. Because guess what? You still gonna run into some of the same issues, whatever else you go at, you know? So if you constantly, or if you don't like what, is, what it looked like, like, you committed to the school. You did. You went and took the visit. You sat with the coaches. You seen what the, what the facilities looked like. You visited the school. You saw exactly what go on, you know? So, and for you to transfer it, maybe after a year or two, I feel like that's crazy. You're like, you, you're not, and everything. And to me, I think society is so microwavable. That's even a word. It's so <laughs> microwavable. It's a, it's, yeah. You got social media. Uh, you got, everything is so. Social media makes everything Social media makes everything look easier to obtain. Yeah, every, every, everybody think everything should be instant gratification. Like you gotta work to get to the point you wanna get to. It's nothing just, just gonna happen, oh, cause I'm on campus. Oh, I was a big man in high school. Now I'm on campus, oh, I'm gonna right. be starting. No, you gotta put work in. Everybody was the big man on campus when they was in high school. You yep. know, so nothing makes you different, but your skill set and your work ethic. You know, so if you don't have that, if you're not willing to, Try to outwork somebody and outcompete somebody, you ain't got a shot. So no matter where you transfer it. Oh, you're right. You're right. And 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 the thing is, is I would never want to wish anything bad on guys. I hope everything works out for them. But sometimes it's like I wish they could experience, like go where they're going. And and this might be a little evil of me, but it's just like in the same situation, be where you're at. And now you can't transfer because you don't run out of eligibility and you just gotta mm -hmm. eat it. But now you've lost a group of friends because you feel somewhat betrayed when someone transfers out. It's for sure. You're going to feel that way. You know, but speaking of transferring out and potentially transferring out, which I don't think he is, the receiver from ECU, the number one, well, should be the number one receiver, which is CJ. Uh, yep. CJ Johnson, he's being suspended uh, indefinitely. So not sure. They don't put out the details, nor do I care to know the details. Uh, do you think that, that suspension is going to make him want to transfer? It all depends on how long he's suspended. Now, yeah. if he's, if they're done with him, like done, done, then you might as well transfer and see if, and see if another school pick you up. Because just so you get the transfer reporter, that don't mean that you, another team is going to pick you up. Yeah, you know I've seen that. I've seen that a couple of times. And it doesn't mean that you're going to go D1. Right. You may have to go down to D2. Yeah. You know, so I think it all depends on how long he's suspended and if they're giving him any inclination that they may bring him back after right. a little short stint. I mean, I, I just don't know. I know right now he's missing a lot of valuable time because those guys are back working out again. Mm -hmm. They got uh, the spring game in April, you know, so if he's not back by the time the spring game roll around, you know, he may not play this year. You just don't know. I'm, I'm thinking he'll be back and I'm hoping he'll be back to be honest with you. I don't want him to fail, I feel like he has so much upside, um, especially with Snead moving on uh, to mm -hmm. try to make his take his talents to the NFL. Then it opens it right back up for it to be your show. And I hate that he takes this uh, this bump in the road, but self inflicted uh, is what I'm hearing. So it's on him. Hopefully, the young man can learn from it. Do you believe? Uh, speaking of Snead, does he get a shot to get drafted? Or you think he'll get free agency? You think he'll get a shot in the league? I don't think he'll get drafted. I think okay. he'll get a shot in the league. I don't think he'll get drafted, but I think he'll get it. And at the end of the day, of course, everybody want to get drafted. I didn't get drafted, mm -hmm. but that don't mean you can't go on and have a great career. But I think he'll get a shot. He'll get a shot at my training camp just to see what he can do. And right. that's what he got to make his gotta make his point when you get to the training camp and, and show what he actually he can do and show his talents and show the, the different things he could do on the field. That's, I feel like that's the way he's going to get an opportunity to get on the field. Yeah, I, mean, I, I, wish, I, I wish all the Pirates that are training to try to get a shot, uh, wish them all the best. Um, I know we just I just saw some pictures of them from their banquet. The boys was clean. Uh, they dressed up nice. They cleaned mm -hmm. up well. So uh, for those seniors, wish them the best. Hope everything works out for them. But I hope they do understand that NFL does not is not uh, end all. There's so much more for you to do if you don't make no. it. Uh, and you can yep. be just as successful and make 
the same amount of money for a longer, might take you a little longer, <laughs> but you sometimes you can make the same amount of money doing something else and have longevity and actually have job security, unlike the NFL. So hopefully these guys will, will understand that and they're smart and they have backup plans and that football wasn't their main plan. So we'll see how that goes, man. But that's the episode, T-Cop. I mean, today's show brought to us by the lead people over at Bet Online. Uh, get out there and make some bets. People on these NBA games, these hockey and all these different other sports that's coming along. Um, it's a bad off season, man. Can't stand the fact that football's over. I'm actually going to go in depression for about another week. Um, <laughs> but needless to say, my semi-pro team, the North Carolina Rebels, it's our time to start playing here in the spring. We got our first game coming up March 5th. Uh, I will be posting our schedule. If anybody would like to attend and want to know anything about it, I'll be posting it on the War Room page uh, for people to uh, possibly come out and support. We are defending national back-to-back national champions, defending league champions, and we have a very solid squad. And some local players from the area are on the squad. We have several guys from South Central, some from Rose, uh, Richlands. Uh, so we got people from all over. I mean, I think we got one kid from Washington. Uh, so uh, hopefully you guys come out and support. But, T-Cop, you got anything? Uh, nothing at all, man. Just continue to, to follow the Premier Sports Academy. Uh, if you're looking for somebody to train your, your athlete, whether it don't matter what sport it is, you know, we, we have basketball leagues, we have basketball trainings, uh, we have football leagues, we have football training, we have speed and agility training for every sport, you know, so look us up. For sure. Well, thank you folks for watching. Uh, this is our first visual. Hopefully you guys enjoy it. Uh, we'll still be posting the audio to the uh the website so the links will be out there and you can still follow us on spotify and apple and all those different platforms that we're on so but hey we plan on en enhancing and getting better from here so appreciate you guys again and we are out thanks a lot t cop peace biggie peace brother Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.